of Metalheads to another episode of Thundertone Mental Reviews. This week, coming to us from the far eastern to us realm of Ukraine, Eternus Prophets, exclusion of non-dominated material. I am Ben Lindsay, and with me as always is Chloe Metals, Tracy Newport. How are you doing today, Tracy? Um, good afternoon. I'm doing pretty good myself. Not too bad. Just had lunch. Awesome, awesome. What did you have? That new Popeye's, or not new, but the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had both the spicy and regular. They're both uh, delicious. All right, all right. Sounds good. I have not had it yet. Uh, you should try it. They warm my soul, and they pay my paycheck. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I do eat a lot of chicken. I just don't eat that Popeye's very often. But anyway, we are not here to talk about chicken sandwiches, no matter how decadent or delicious they might be. We are here to talk about glorious, glorious metal. As life should be. <laughs> so, what did you think of this band? And this is like a very, I, I would say that in an obscure band, because I only found about them on Twitter. And, you know, they had reached out to the podcast and talked to us. And so I decided to use one of my picks on them to give them a try and, and, and hopefully get what little attention our, our meager following can provide. Uh, yeah, they have on Spotify for 12 monthly listeners. And looking on the about, you can see where their number one listens are at. One listener from near me, one listener near you. and <laughs> Less probably or, me and you. <laughs> and so, like, it's got us ranked at two and five is what it is. <laughs> but, hey, um, where are my thoughts on this album? Well, I feel like they're a very interesting mix of black slash death metal in which yeah. I got different vibes between them on different songs. That's that's fair, and I think in our last episode I'd labeled them as a what I consider to be a um, traditional black metal band, but there are a lot of death elements. Um, and just for those of you keeping track at home, as I said, this is a a small um, unsigned band. This it is their second full length album on Metal Scrap Records and released on May 19th of 2016. And this this band at that time was a three piece. Yeah. Uh, Decident on drums, Oberon on guitars, and Veritas on guitars and vocals. And you got this all through Twitter? Did you just ask them? I think. <laughs> no, actually, I found that on Encyclopedia Metallum, but I have talked to at least briefly all three of them on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. You can definitely see the older elements in the old-style black metal, and you can see the death metal in here. And I feel like there's a shift about halfway through the album to where they move from older style black metal to the death metal like i feel like there's a audible shift in their style of play interesting at that point and i feel like it's around uncaused defacement right about that time in which you're kind of getting this more dissonant sound from them the first couple tracks and then the back half of the album you're getting more of a traditional death metal uh riffage style going on 
Um, I kind of agree with that in that I do, I do think that there was a tonal shift, and some of that was because on some of the, the first half of the albums, like on Removed Eyes and Dispaws of Thought Processes, the guitars were kind of atonal. They weren't necessarily... Um, and I don't know what tune they were in or if it was just the distortion effect they were using, but they were they were not necessarily in the same tuning. And I really liked that, that there was a dissonance in the sound, which was really impressive considering this was a three-piece. And I know that they probably laid down a few multi-track parts, but I was really impressed uh, by that because it doesn't sound as polished as some of the other stuff. Like we just did Halford and his band, and then that is very slick new wave of British heavy metal. Of course, they spent 2,000 hours putting that album together. I don't know how long these guys recorded this, but I guarantee you it wasn't fucking 2,000 hours worth of time. And oh, no, they probably did it in less than a week, probably a day or two. Yeah, um, and when you hear this, guys, if you want to share that with us, how long it took you to do this, because uh, I really like that. It it, it kind of had, and in some ways, you know, very similar to the other Ukrainian band that we've done on the podcast, 1914, and that there is this live band punk aesthetic that goes into this. I love the sound of the bass guitars. I love the, that dissonance in some of the guitar track uh, on these tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, this the for those of you who haven't listened to this, and please do go out and, and give this band a, a listen. Their singing is in Ukrainian, so you know that was. I couldn't tell you what any of the lyrics of any of the songs were about, but I liked the sound. I liked Veritas's vocals, the sound of his vocals. Um, it is kind of that old school Florida death metal growl thing, but the tonal tonal quality of it, the the bass and baritone of it, I really really enjoyed. Yeah, like I would definitely agree and say the lead singer is a fan of Glenn Benton and what's the dude from Day Aside? Like he's he's probably spent several hours, years, maybe even listening to them guys sing and has emulated their vocal style pretty much head on, point on. Glenn Benton I did, is the dude from Day Aside, by the way. So uh, who's the original singer for Cannibal Corpse then? Oh my God, uh, what is his it's name? Not Corpse Grinder, but because he has a different vocal style together. But you get what I'm saying, though. It was Chris Barnes. I'm okay. Sure that over the top of my head, Chris Barnes. But yes. So like, I feel like he knows their the lead singer from this band knows their work pretty well and has oh, spent yeah. years emulating it, and you could tell that in their style. Um, for me, and I noticed this in a couple of tracks, like Removed Eyes was one of them particularly that I noticed. It seems like the chord progression at times seemed oddly reminiscent of something I'd heard in the previous and past albums and i could not place it but like the way they did their chords seemed familiar mm. and i don't know if this is like a yours is ours is kind of thing where there's imitation meets influence kind of deal or if it's just totally coincidental which totally could be but i will say in the back half of this album what it really reminded me of is it, their style of playing reminded me of death clock and metal Metalocalypse and how those albums sound in which they have a very not super fast like you get with a lot of death metal nowadays, but it's a little more slow, riffier, and a driving bass, but not super blast beaty with some solid chords and some like going through the water and mermaid or like you get these sounds that come from them. Yeah, no, this definitely sounds like it came out of Florida about 1993, and I mean that as a compliment. Just the the mid tempo. Um, I don't want to say chuggers because it's not like it's 
sludge metal or doom or something like that. Uh, so, it, but it is just this that that death metal grind that if you are a fan of Morbid Angel or Cannibal Corpse or Deicide, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I mean, like even with early Cannibal Corpse, some of their songs were still a bit faster than this was. Like Hammer Smash Face and Blood Drain's Execution, like they always have that faster like underpinning behind it like these guys just have more of a chugger like i don't quite seeing them the back half or like as much as like a moshable i think would be a good way to describe it yeah as some of the faster death metal stuff but these guys are definitely a fucking headbanger oh yeah no i think you could get in there and mosh to this uh, i've moshed this stuff at a similar tempo um <laughs> you know i i if i have and I guess I'll transition into the, the things that I didn't like about the album. And this is a minor, minor complaint. I, I hate to even say that I dislike it. I would have liked to see them switch into something a little bit more upper tempo um, somewhere on the album. Um, but again, this is a, in my opinion, this is Covenant era, Morbid Angel tempo. And I really liked it. And although I would like to have perhaps seen them put a, a, a death metal turner on here i'm very happy with what i got yeah and to kind of play into your uh their 94 style like what's your sound you're getting out of them from florida is and you see this inherently with death metal a lot with even the genres within death metal in that it in itself is kind of cookie cutter in a sense like you have very much i don't want to say small wiggle room of error in staying a death metal, but you have very defined lanes that you stick with in that genre. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And, and actually, I find that uh, in a lot of these genres of metal that you have like a template that you're kind of following fairly closely. You could say the same thing about New Wave of British Heavy Metal. You could say the same thing about Black, Thrash. Um, but no, I, definitely. And what is interesting also on this is this is, you know, a decently linked a lengthy album it comes in at 53 minutes and three seconds um and most of the tracks are well over four minutes a couple of them are over seven or at least one of them is over seven i don't guess there's two but they're a couple over six um so these are you know it's not exactly prog length but it's getting up there yeah and and i think it's probably that's more of their death metal leanings than it is their black metal leanings because Black metal songs tend to go eight to nine minutes sometimes, and they get they like to get very lengthy as well. Um, but for me, in a sense, like death metal done extremely well sticks out head and shoulders over other death metal. And like to be, I guess you say to really make ground in that genre, it's like you've got to be fucking phenomenal. And like I guess you best way to say it, the dick that everybody is writing right now from death metal is two mode. Who them guys are fucking batshit insane. And nothing against these guys, but you can definitely tell they're still in the process of, I don't want to say finding their way, but they're still growing as a band. And I'm interested to hear because they got a new album coming out, or so it looked like off of Bandcamp. So that might be the first album, honestly. So it'd be interesting to see how these guys grow and what they incorporate in later albums to see what they bring about in it. Well, we've also been talking a lot in like when we did Traveler and uh, I think we did another and Chemist you know this retro movement uh, in metal and to me this is part of that it's just it's a retro death metal album yeah so uh, you know and it's also as we've said their second album and for a second album of the bands that we've you know done their first couple to three albums this is one of the better early career albums that we've heard 
Now, the best one so far has been Chemist, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, I would mu- I'm much more interested in hearing where this band goes than I am interested in hearing where Oceans of Slumber or... Um, fuck. Traveler? Yeah. Well, I'm interested to where Traveler goes, too. Um, but I, I would put this in that Traveler and Chemist group of bands mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm intrigued about where they're going more than I was by Wheel, for example. And yeah, and I think part of our differencing views on this is kind of where we fall musically and our preferences and what we enjoy and what we like. As yeah. Because death metal, for me, like there's some I listen to, some of it is just like, eh, no. And if we wouldn't have put this, I probably would not have picked this album up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And because for me, over time, death metal seems very, like it sounds, starts to run together and very similar in similar veins in the sense of like the band's cataclysm, relevant malevolent creation or creature i believe those two bands are both death metal and they both sound like for me tonality listening to them lies there's not very much difference between them but there are totally different bands two totally different like backgrounds but for me picking up on the differences between them and death metal has been the hardest genre for me to really get into like i right it's easier for me to listen to black metal than it is death metal I mean, you know, and that's fair. I mean, I I do think that, you know, unless you are really fucking nose deep in the corpses, sometimes you can't tell the death metal apart, you know. But I I often find myself thinking that about some elements of black metal. There are some of the more anonymous 80s thrash bands that if we were to put on that, I could be like, oh, that's cool. But it's not one of the thrash bands that I really like, so I know it's not them. But I couldn't tell you who it was. Yeah, and... That's where I run into with these guys is it's not a bad album, but it's not head and shoulders at the weight of their genre. And it's not for me fucking fantastic. And so like it kind of falls into this is death metal as usual for me category, as opposed to, I think for you, where it seems like you're putting a much higher placement on this album than I am. I think so. I mean, to, to me, this hit a sweet spot. Um, death metal when done really well, I in like a lot and you know i wish that i knew what the lyrics were saying but to be completely honest there's some death and black metal that i could when they're sung in english i couldn't tell you what the fuck they're actually saying <laughs> i would have to look at the liner notes um that's not that's an option for this it could be <laughs> um but i mean to me this is done well and again i'm you know this is their second album um, I would like to see what they grow into, but there was enough discordant elements and, you know, again, as a three piece, I was impressed with the, the, the wall of sound that they were able to produce. And I am sure that some of that is studio trickery, but I really enjoyed it. it. It hit that sweet spot of what I like in death metal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, were there any tracks that stood out to you or that you just totally didn't like? This stood out to on calls defacement and, Removed Eyes stuck out to me. I think there was one other on the end. Yeah, Removed Eyes, even though it wasn't in, you know, our native tongue, I think it would be very singalongable <laughs> if I did know what they were saying because I was <laughs> attempting to make the noises very badly. So if anybody was speaking Ukraine and when I was doing that, was probably like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> he probably said just like, you like penis over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, Obliged to Live was another one that stuck out to me. That as I was looking through, listening through it again, that I was like, okay, let's make a note for this song and this song. So Obliged to Live, Uncaused Defacement, and Removed Eyes were probably the three that stuck with me. Um, I would add a 
Wipe Off the Mark, A Look Into Eternity, and uh, the title track to that as well. Okay. Where would you rate this album at then? You know, um, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go as high as I feel it deserves just because of the fact that I have no idea what the song lyrics were. So I'm going to scale back a little bit on that because I, I don't know what they're saying. Um, so that does lower i'm you know i i wrote most of the lyrics for the bands i was in and sang so lyrics mean a lot to me because of that i'm giving this a b plus okay for me and i think and i will say like the connection i made with these these guys in the back half to death clock helped my viewpoint of the band more it helped out a lot because i was noticing like okay this is where i stand with death clock and this is oddly reminiscent of them so i should examine this with our open mind instead of just frowning the whole way through and mean mugging about D minus fuck them guys, you know? <laughs> so, uh, like, and the first half wasn't bad, but I definitely felt closer to the back end of it than I did the beginning part of it. I don't know if I'll ever fully, I don't think I'll ever fully return to this album. I'll probably pull off the three tracks I've mentioned and put them on my playlist and wish to when to come up. But, for me, I don't think there's significant need to check out on it or anything that really... I might be interested to see what they do with their later album. Maybe because these dudes' production values of it, they like they may actually be able to get into a full-on studio, spend some time recording this and not having to, you know, here's you have 24 hours to put everything down. Have fun. So I want to interested in see what they come out with next, at least to kind of see where the progression lies. So I'm going to put this the album at a CC+. I'll give it a C. Just a solid C. Uh... I don't think I'll put it in a stocking for anybody for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to shit on this band and be like, they were garbage and not tell people not to listen to them. Like, it's going to be a take-it-as-it-comes kind of situation. Yeah, and my my rebuttal to that is I've thought highly enough of this to buy a physical copy of the album. There we go. So, I mean, at your mileage point of area, if you were, like, into death metal, I would definitely say check it out, especially if you were into the mid-90s silo death metal. Um, or if you just like listening to to bands that nobody has really heard about before because this is a band that i hadn't heard about before and that's not that impressive but mr listens to 800 albums a year hadn't (laughs) heard of them either so that is pretty impressive uh so pretty much the going rate of the latest troglodytes on reddit will probably be interested in this album then because it's something new and they'd never heard of, unless they're just super ladies and have found it as well. Yeah, dude, you should post it over there since you actually have a Reddit. <laughs> I mean, help, help Maybe. the brothers out. I might just do it. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we got next week, brother? Next week, we are we are returning back to Mr. Lindsay's tour of 1986 with Slayer, Rain and Blood. <laughs> And on that, we will have a special guest again um, to help lift the load of one of the big four of Thrash. be nice to get his take on this. I think I know what it's going to be. Oh, I think but. I know what it is, too. But, <laughs> All right, but yes, we well. helping us along on this album. Exactly. Exactly. But yes, tune in for that because Slayer is fucking fantastic. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. And well... Hey with the people I'm talking about it with. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And if you have any feedback on it, please just reach out to us. You can find the podcast at Thunderdome 
met one on Twitter. I'm still working on the web page. Um, I'm just not a web designer, so it's slow, but I have the domain and I think I've found a web hosting. So I'm going to be doing that over the break. You can find Tracy at Cloaca Metal. You can find me at Ben Dangerously or the hashtag Get Dangerously. And, and if you have feedback on any of this, you can do that. And I will say, go check out Slayer's Final Tour Leg 427 and check them out if you haven't. But there aren't very many shows left at this point. That's where you're recording this. I think there's like six shows left. So That's what they're saying, but I mean... Well, uh, and this is a conversation that we really need to have on the Slayer, so I'm just going to put a, a pin in that, as uh, our friend would say. Sounds good to me. Y'all have a good one and enjoy the holidays and hope you have time with friends and family. Dun-dun-dun.